Thank you for listening to a message from the Oak Haven Church. The following sermon was recorded during our Sunday morning worship service. We hope that this message will be helpful to you and encourage you to explore the Word of God. And now, this week's message. Good morning, my friends. Our reading this morning is from Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so. Now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Those of you who know me well enough know that it is a great personal cost. I put a picture of a cat up behind me. Um, I, I want to make sure you have on your radar uh, the 10th anniversary of the Haiti Education Alliance, the, the uh, ministry that Cynthia strives in along with so many others. And uh, I'm sure that if you have not heard what's going on, uh, she'd be happy to tell you. Do you have any uh, um, uh, any was it, uh, flyers, uh, we've got plenty of those in my office if, if you'd like to hear about it. Uh, the date, the specific date we're building towards is what, what day? This Thursday. this Thursday, the 16th, is going to be a live event online. So um, there's all kinds of promotional things on Facebook. If you're, if you're not uh, friends with Cynthia, uh, please make friends with her <laughs> on every level, but especially on Facebook, and make sure you know, uh, uh, know what's going on. What time does it start? Six, Six o'clock on Thursday. All right. That's going to be a wonderful event. Please, please join in. Well, if I, say, uh, if, I, if I say Krypton, or Wayne Manor, or Adamantium, or Stark Industries, a radioactive spider bite, a gamma ray experiment gone bad, depending on your demographic, you can, rep- you can recognize some, if not all of those, the origin stories of various superheroes. We're going to look at the origin story that God gives us that surpasses any of those by his spirit living within us, being uh, the origin of our identity, uh, also being the, um, being the one who, who overcomes uh, the situations around us and the one who, who guarantees our outcome. But before we go any further, let's pray, please. Lord, we thank and praise you for your love, for your grace and mercy, for the vastness of, of, your, um, of your call on us and gifts to us in your spirit, in your son. Bless us in this time of, of meditation, of reflection. Holy Spirit, 
fall on all of us. Anoint me with your gifts of, of teaching and preaching. Open our ears, open our eyes, open our spirits, open our hearts to your glory and to your purpose for each one of us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this ends a series that began back at Easter time as Jesus was the, the vehicle for new creation as he walked and ministered and healed as an individual in his ministry on earth. But that new creation burst forth in, in greater quantities on that Easter morning as he was resurrected by the power of, of the Holy Spirit raising him from the dead and new creation becoming available to all creation, to all believers. And just, uh, just as Mike read for us from that passage in Acts 2 on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and was poured out on all believers and uh, regardless of their station in life, whether they were slaves or free, whether they were male or female, no matter what their race was, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out and we, and we focused on how the purpose of it was so that we would be empowered to bear witness to Jesus Christ, to the wonders of God that were referenced in, in, the, uh, in the passage that Mike read that Peter said that, that the... Uh, the wonders of God were being proclaimed by everyone in different tongues in that moment and the fulfillment of that prophecy by Joel. So we are empowered by the Spirit to bear witness, and he does that in a few different ways. We bear the fruit of the Spirit as that is cultivated in us. You remember love, joy, peace, patience, all the rest of that is something the Spirit grows in us as we, as we begin to bear the family resemblance a little more. And then each of us is given a unique set of talents, of gifts that we are, we are commissioned to use to be, uh, to be witnesses to Jesus. I mean, I just, I just look down the steps right there and Terry Jackson, uh, it's, you wouldn't think in all your life, that having that ability would be such a big blessing to a congregation. But she's made all those marvelous masks, masks for us and, and was going to make communion uh, tablecloths for us but had to travel out of town. It doesn't have to be a huge theological gift for God to use it. It can be something that he equips and meets a practical need in the body of Christ. So we are bearing fruit. We are bearing gifts as well. And all of it is part of our bearing his image and our identity being grounded in Christ, our, our being claimed by God as being owned by him, and then having our outcome guaranteed and secured. So let's look briefly at those three, those, the issue of our origination, our ownership, well, his ownership of us, and then our outcome. So let's look really quickly at, uh, as, as we think about Jesus' baptism, what happens in that moment? The heavens open and the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. And that, and that is the moment where God, where God proclaims Jesus' origin as, as God's Son. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And we all have that moment as well in our rebirth. And that's that the concept of rebirth is not simply one of getting a fresh 
theological start, but it's being, being re, um, I don't want to say replaced, but placed into God's family in a fresh and new way. We are all created in the image of God. Let's put Genesis 1 up there, please. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And we noticed in the, in the book of Genesis how this statement is made, this statement of bearing God's image is not made when Adam is alone. It's made when Adam and Eve are side by side because it takes both flavors, male and female, to fully reflect the image of God. But each one of us is made in that image to reflect part of his image and, and that image is renewed when we are born again. Our being created in his image is, is renewed in that moment of renewal. Let's look briefly at Romans 8 and what it says about that. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. And so the spirit the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are part of the family, and the family resemblance is, is, is the theme as, as, as you look at how, at how children resemble their parents uniquely as individuals. Uh, and, and we are walking in those similar steps spiritually as the children of God made in his image. But we also have the Spirit uh, placed upon us as a claim of God as owning us, that we belong to him. I, I am thine, O Lord. And a text that really points to that is in Ephesians. Look, let's look at that briefly. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. Now, uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I, I tried to think, and I think maybe one of the nearest um, parallels to this in our everyday lives is the, uh, is the seal of the USDA uh, that, that the meat that we eat has passed muster and is either prime or choice, that it has reached a threshold that, that makes it um, uh, worthy of bearing the seal of the USDA. Now, in the time of the New Testament, the seal and uh, still is used 
just a tiny bit, but the, the seal was, was uh, uh, an imprint uh, usually on correspondence or official documents where wax was poured over, the, the, the document was rolled up, and there at the seam where the paper ended, Max, uh, Max, wax was melted, not Max was welted, but, ma- but <laughs> wax was melted, and then... Uh, uh, a ring or, or something else with a, a specific design in it was pushed into the warm soft wax and, and then as it cooled it hardened and it was clear that it belonged to the person wearing that ring. And that's us. We, it's clear that we belong to the person wearing the, the, wearing the ring where, that puts the imprint in the seal. We belong to him. But as part of that claim, it also proclaims to everyone else, as that document travels to wherever it's going, it also says, don't mess with this, because this belongs to the owner. And that's, that's true for us as well, especially a proclamation to those in the heavenly realms who would do us harm. There's the, don't mess with this one. They belong to God. And so the seal functions on a couple levels in terms of ownership and proclamation, but also a, a level of, of protection and, and, um, and proclamation to, to others about its authenticity and the, uh, the <laughs> if you think about it, um, if you had a kid in your class growing up who was the child of the principal, you often were, were careful about how you acted. You didn't, you, didn't want, you didn't want the principal to find out about any, any misdeeds, and so that's, that's kind of a, a, a parallel for that. So, so the Spirit testifies to our origins, our identity, testifies to our ownership and who we belong to, and it also testifies to our outcome. Let's read uh, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20, similar to what Ephesians says. For in him, every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason, it is through him that we say the amen to the glory of God. But it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us by putting his seal on us and giving us his spirit in our hearts as a first installment. Now, for one thing, Paul's been talking about the promises of God and how Jesus has fulfilled all of them. And I don't know if it's on your radar, but the word amen in Hebrew simply means yes. So when we end our prayers with amen, we're saying yes to everything that was just said. Can we uh, keep that scripture uh, up a little longer, please? So Jesus is the yes. He is the, he's the yes of God to his glory, to all the promises. But as the, the Spirit is placed upon us, it's, it's a first installment. Uh, Ephesians talked about the inheritance we were going to gain. And, and in, our, um, in our time, a lot of times um, when we think of inheritance, usually um, things are liquidated. Uh, and it's, that's one of the challenges of, of, uh, of taking care of the affairs, just as, as you guys have just gone through. Um, uh, oftentimes, estates are liquidated, and the, and the liquid assets are the inheritance that are passed on to the next generation. But in the nation of Israel, 
the land was really important. It was the fulfillment of God's promise. And so speaking of an inheritance meant talking about God's promise being fulfilled and the land that God had given being passed on generation to generation. And so the, the, um, the concept of inheritance had greater weight, if, if you will, had, had, had more substance to it than our cultural gen- culture generally assigns to it. And the first installment of the Spirit is, is uh, I don't know, we just went through the, the, the rigorous uh, cycle of uh, obtaining a, a mortgage to buy a house. And we placed a down payment on that. And as part of that, we also signed several documents promising that we would continue and pay everything off. Well, the Holy Spirit is, is a promise of from God to us that he is going to see things through to the end and bring us into our inheritance, into far greater than just uh, oftentimes we have an image of, of scooting around uh, on, on wings in, in the air in heaven. And the, the, the picture that's painted in the book of Revelation and throughout the New Testament is one of a synthesis of heaven and earth. We've talked about this several times, where, where the, the creations are joined together and um, a, a mind-blowing reality ensues that is past what we think of um, and what God is, is leading to. Now, as the image of God is renewed in us, in our in our baptism, in the spirits being placed in us, our origination story begins with the love of God and being created in his image. Then his fruits and gifts grow in us so that we bear more and more family resemblance, looking more like him. And because the spirit is in us, we have no fear because we know who we belong to. We know who we belong to. And the seal on us proclaims, don't mess with my kid. And the enemy will try, but who we belong to is not going to change. And our place in the mind-blowing estate that God has prepared is guaranteed because of the spirits dwelling in us. And so our call as children of the king is to make sure that through us, as many people as possible learn about what he has done, the lengths he has gone to, to claim every one of us. Just like that passage in Isaiah 43 that uh, Dewey read at the beginning, that he has gone to the furthest lengths possible in order to redeem, to rescue every one of us. And he has empowered us to be his agents too often we are secret agents. We are, we are to be public and known agents of the Holy Spirit bearing witness to Jesus Christ with all the things that he's given us. And he empowers the transformation of our lives that is a deep blessing for us, but it's never always about us. It's so that we will shine his light, so that we will look like him, so that others will be drawn into the family. So, brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is with us to stay. And we may not speak about him again for a while, but I urge you to call on him every day. 
every day as part of your time with God to speak with him directly and have a conversation with him throughout the day. Cynthia and I have been reading uh, the reflections of Brother Lawrence, uh, practicing the presence of God, and uh, that's an excellent place to start if you want to cultivate that practice. But uh, I, I urge you to remember whose you are this week. Remember who owns you, who has placed his seal on you and claimed you as his own, and the promise that he has, he has granted that there is nothing that will separate you from his love or from the mind-blowing destiny he has prepared for everyone who serves him. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we thank you that we are not in this on our own, that we are not pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and, and crossing off a checklist of requirements, but instead are in relationship with the living God who created the universe, who, who made us in your image, who placed your spirit within us to cultivate that image further. And Lord, we pray for you to bless each of us in our lives and our struggles you know the challenges we all face, whether there were issues of, of health and pandemic or, or income and employment or relationship and all, all manner of things. We pray, Spirit, for you to, to show us the way, to grant us discernment, to also work in us to be, to be quick to respond to the needs of others, to be quick to, to honor one another above ourselves as, as, you, as you command us. But also in that, we, we discover our partnership with you and your empowerment. So use us to bear witness to your deep love to those around us. Use us to, to equip and spur one another on in our walk with you. And above all, use us always to bring glory to your name. We praise and worship you and offer our thanks for all that you've done and all that you are. And we pray these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand for our benediction? Taken from 1 John. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We're called children of God. And that's who we really are. That's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously because it has no idea who he is or what he's up to sometimes. But friends, that's exactly who we are, children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we'll end up. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Oak Haven Church. We're located at 2175 Witzel Avenue in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. To hear previous podcasts, visit our website at oakhavenchurch.net.